Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships, especially in midlife. And today, I'm excited to be speaking with Cuban-American author, spiritual mentor, and intuitive dating coach, Nikki Nova. She is going to be answering the question, will I be alone forever? And I am excited to talk to her. Um, But before I bring her on, I just wanted to just say a little bit about my practice and what I take a stand for. And in the past 11 years, what I have found that I enjoy doing most is helping women really discover their own worth because I find that when you don't honor and value yourself, it's really hard to have relationships at the level that you want And I know that before I valued myself, I certainly attracted in all kinds of stuff. Um, And that was absolutely not what I was looking for. I remember coaching a woman years ago who had been married to a narcissist for about 30-some years. And after her divorce, all she dated were people who were like the crumbs and the bums. And with coaching, she ended up finding this amazing, amazing man who was so attracted to her and they they got married i was at their wedding and oh my god the vows that they exchanged was so beautiful so there's there's something so lovely about finding love in the second half of life especially if you've struggled in the first half of life and that's what i help women do and I'm also expanding the Women of Value movement into the corporate world. And so that is something that I'm working on now. And there's a new website coming, and all of that will be announced when it, when it comes. So every week I share a tip on how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is to be proactive, not reactive. This was one of the most important skills that I learned and I teach, that we tend to have reactive Uh, reactivity when something triggers us and so if you want to really have effective relationships and effective communication it's really important to know how to process your emotions so that you can have discussions that are not reactive and that you can even preempt an argument by having clarity and focus and having the conversations that many of us are scared to have. And this is something I absolutely love, love, love teaching. Um, So before I bring Nikki on, just wanted to let you know that I have a private Facebook group, and many of you are members already. And if you are a member, I'm giving you a shout-out, and thank you for joining us. But if you're not a member yet, it's called Your Last First Date. And it's for women 40-plus who are single Some of them are actually in relationships, but it's a place where you're going to get positive support. Um, You'll be notified uh, of all my articles and and shows and videos, and um, I go live in the group. It is is a place where you are not allowed to bash on men or bash on other women. It's it's a very kind, supportive group, and so if you are looking for a place where where the uh, the conversation is always aiming towards growth and positivity, join us at Your Last First Date on Facebook. 
And now for my special guest today, Nikki Nova is a Cuban-American author. She's a spiritual mentor, and she's an intuitive dating coach. She's also a certified hypnotherapist and a Reiki healer, and she's the author of Will I Be Alone Forever, which is the topic of our conversation today. She has spoken at organizations like Avino, Equinox, Yahoo, Fordham University, Florida International University, and Macy's. And before she became an intuitive dating coach, she was an editor for Refinery29, MSN, and NBC. Her work has been seen in Allure, Town & Country, Huffington Post, and many others. And I want to welcome Nikki to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I was I was very in there with you. I was like your student as you were giving the tips, so I forgot I was on the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I really awesome. enjoyed your tips. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, let's get right into the topic um, of will you will I be alone forever? So you say that that's the question that you get asked the most, and you also say that you can guarantee that the answer is no. And I want to know how you know that. I know it's bold, right? So um, it is. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, after being an editor and all that, as I started transitioning more into spiritual work and and really honing in on my intuitive gifts and and making that part of my practice. I was just throwing kind of like a wide net. My my work started in dating because I had a dating dating column while I was dating uh, many years ago. Um, so I always had like dating clients, even though I had a mix of everything. And that I just found it so interesting that that um, you know our our idea of like what fate is, and like you know we can get into those deep conversations of like what is fate, what's meant to be, what's not meant to be. And I didn't realize how many people themselves more spiritual felt that they needed to get to this place where they were like, well, maybe I'm just not meant to be with somebody. Perhaps that is my fate. Like, perhaps that's like the, my path. That's what, you know, God called me to, to do. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I geeked out on those questions and I found that very interesting because when I do the, you know, when I channel and go into the intuitive reading space, you know, what I end up seeing are paths. And I know that there's this idea that like we all have one path, um, which is comforting, but at the same time, when we think about it, maybe it feels a little claustrophobic, like, oh, these are just, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life, and, and maybe I'm not allowed to go outside of that. Um, and, and what I started seeing was that, it, 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 you know, that that desire to be with somebody was already a clear sign that it was meant to be for that person. So even just having the desire meant that it was like something that they were basically like destined to, to at least work towards. But what happens is that, um, like anything, even if you're you know, a, a student of the Bible or Christianity, uh, we have free will. So even though something may be meant for us, that's like in our path, we get in our own way. And we can talk about that not even from a spiritual perspective, but we can talk about that even like, you know, from mindset or, or whatever, or how we, how we try to control things. And I just started seeing that in my clients that, you know, everybody wants to know their future, and that's not really what I do, but I could see, like, the path to possibly getting to that partner, but also I could see the path of not getting to that partner. And it, that was, I found that very interesting, and that, that you know, really brings up the question, like, what is fate, and, and, and can we mess with that? And what I just saw was that the desire was, like, the beginning, 
was the start of the creation of that path for that person. Like just wanting that actually like cleared the path for that person. But what happens is that we get in our way and there are certain beliefs and, you know, and I know that that's, that's a lot of what your work is about, like owning your worth and really feeling like you deserve it and, and feeling that you deserve that kind of person. And then that's actually what clears the path for the person. So it's, it's actually a spiritual process, you know, dating. And, and it is all about like these lessons and these, this work that we have to do to come to wholeness, which I know is what you're teaching. Um, and mm-hmm. that is how they're, that is how they basically get a handle of their fate because just by asking that question means that it's part of their purpose this lifetime. Hmm. Interesting. I, I totally hear you on having desire and having, like even having that planted that seed starts a process. And yes. we certainly get in our own way. Oh, my God. Um and I think one of one of the most interesting things for me was after my divorce and I was married for 23 years, I saw dating as a spiritual practice for sure. I mean, I have refined who I be, who I've now become because of all the relationships I've had and because each one mm-hmm. has taught me something about myself, about men. And if we look at it in a way that is open and teaches us we do so much better than if we just look at it as, oh, my God, I'm doomed. This is never going to happen. You know, we put up all these roadblocks and say and start making these generalizations, right, and assumptions that if this happened once, it's going to happen again, and all men are like this, and I will never find love because I've been ghosted three times. You know, it's like right. we definitely and, and get in our the, own way. That's exactly that. That's exactly it. Like, there's had a client who is in her, um, I think I believe she's in her early sixties or mid sixties, and she had a wonderful husband, and he passed away. So for the last ten years, she's been mourning that death. But finally, she woke up and she decided, okay, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to um, to start dating again. And she's been dating, but she has been meeting, <laughs> which I I love what you just said. The um, the crumbs of the bums? I've never heard that before. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so good. But she's been reading the crumbs of the bums. And she is like, you know, I don't understand. Like, And she has all these things going for her. She's a lovely lady. She's done a lot of um, therapy, and she's done a lot of work on herself since the um, since the death. And she truly is ready. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's, you know, let's go into it. Let's channel your ex-husband. Let's, like, look at your path. Let's do all that work. And her husband, you know, was very much, like, wanted her to find love and all these things. And what ended up happening with her was she, in order to cope with the death, told herself, um, I will never meet anyone as wonderful as my husband. Right? That was her mm. coping. That was her, her way of coping from that death. She needed to believe that in order to you know, get past that, you know, and to feel loyalty towards her husband. And, and it was part of her mourning process. But 10 years, you know, fast forward 10 years, that belief is spoiled. It's, it's, it's actually the thing that's getting in her way um, from finding love the second time around and finding, you know, finding a, a um, and, and, you know, she, she wasn't aware of that, you know, so she was dating and doing all the things that she needed to do. But this, you know, little belief, this little, you know, coping mechanism doesn't seem like a big deal is actually the thing that was uh, getting in her way to, so that, so purposely she was meeting people who were not as good as her husband because she uh-huh. didn't want to meet somebody 
as good as her husband, because then that would mean she was no longer loyal to her husband, yet she had this other desire to actually be in love again and have partnership. Um, so those mm. are just like that's just one example of like how we get in our way without even noticing. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, at least that helps us at some point, but then later it turns on us. Yeah, that's a great example. And, and I think that one belief canceled out the other belief. And when we can right. get out of our own way, uh, you know, it's it changes everything. It's a game changer. I, I think that a lot of people don't realize that they're leaking all of this negativity out of them, but they think people can't see it because they don't even see it half the time. Like I was on a mm-hmm. date recently with a guy who was, you know, on the phone, he was great. And in person, he, his energy was off. Like I felt it immediately. And mm-hmm. within, you know, half an hour, he starts talking about an ex-girlfriend. And I said, oh, you mentioned an ex-girlfriend a few times. Um, when's the last time you were in a relationship? And he gets really quiet and he goes, two weeks ago. I said, oh, um, how how long were you with her? Six years. And that was as long as he had been divorced. He had been with one woman. She had left him. And he goes, you know, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I was in love with her. I wished her well. She needed to move on. I cried a lot, but I'm fine. And then he starts crying. <laughs> it's just like, no. oh, my God. Oh my God. And it's not, it's not my job to tell somebody that they're not ready because that's, that's not my job. But right. I just kind of looked at him, and at the end he said, I got some work to do, and he took himself offline, which was good. I, I cured him of that. <laughs> yes, I am done. You know, at least he's waking up to it. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's things that I mean, we learned through the process. It, yeah. He needed to be on a date to see that he wasn't ready, but he thought he was. Right. And a lot of people think yeah. they are. People lose a spouse, and I've spoken to men who – I, I remember Skyping with somebody who had lost his spouse, and he said he was totally ready. And so we lived a distance from each other, so we spoke on Skype, which I never do anymore. But he says he started talking about his wife, and he's, like, holding up p- things that she had painted. And, oh, my God, look what my, look what my wife did. Look at what, And I'm like, oh, my God, you were so not ready. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not even visible to these people. Um, right. I wanted to bring up, we have a caller who I think this is a good time to bring her on. Her name is Kate, and um, she had a question about her fate and about dating and marriage. So I'm going to bring her on. Great. Hello. Hi, hello. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Katie. Yeah, you're on Hi. the air. So tell us, tell um, Nikki what your question was. Um, I'm wondering when am I going to get into a serious relationship and um, don't want to have kids and things like that. Um, so, I'm sorry, you're wondering when you're going to have a relationship and have kids? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Would this be um, your second time around or tell me a little bit about your dating story? Um, I kind of sorry, dated not, people. I have to hear a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of dated people on and off, but um, I was in school since uh, 2013 um, till 2016-ish, and I kind of just was, uh, I really wasn't dating, I just was in school, and then I've been trying to take 
it's like you have to get this license, you have to take the exam to do what I went to school for. So I kind of put, I kind of haven't been dating, or I come out, you know, sporadically. So I kind of haven't been dating for a while. Okay. So you haven't had any any dates recently? No. Okay. So, um, Katie. So it seems like, um, from what I'm gathering, is that um, you don't really like the dating process or the, um, like, you know, there's just anxiety in meeting new people and, and going through that, that process. So you're kind of trying to figure out a way that, like, you can jump over that whole, um, you know, try to get to the, the finish line as, as quickly as, as possible um, to the point that the the dating process is, is becoming almost like a monster to you where it's like it's almost like you're making it, um, you know, scarier than it is the, the farther. Like, you know how, um, you know, we haven't ridden a bike in three years. Like, we can imagine how, how difficult it is as opposed to if we would ride a bike, you know, every month or so. Mm-hmm. It would be so it would so hard and that's a little bit of what's happening with you when it comes to dating so um you actually have to like pull the plug and actually uh you know take like rip the band-aid off and at least start the process um and that is the only way like you're kind of um I can see that you're even like wishing and praying um, which is beautiful you're doing a lot of like that kind of that kind of work and and imagining Mm -hmm. and seeing and, and doing all that but you're not doing any grounded work. So I, I, I have a lot of clients that are, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like, like us, you know, into, you know, knowing that the world is more than just like the physical. Um, and we like to do some of like the exercises that, you know, the, the visualizing, the manifesting, the, the praying, all that stuff, which is beautiful. But we, we live on earth and in a physical body. So there are mm-hmm. some physical things that we have to do like in this earth in order to um to like see results right so and sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's a little confusing so even just um praying and all those things but like we're gonna get those those answered but we have to actually um take take the messages action. that we receive and and take action exactly um so so for me i i'm more concerned about you uh not taking like the steps in between there's no magic to just like um, you know, I always say, like, unless your Amazon Prime guy is, like, really good looking and, and single, that, that, you know, we have to get out of our house <laughs> to, uh, uh, to, to, right. we can't, right, like, the UPS guy, unless he's, like, you know, really good looking and, and available, um, maybe <laughs> that's the only way that, that, um, that, like, there's a possibility of maybe something. So we, we do have to do our part because, um, you know, this is part of our, our growth. Like in order to be ready to be with that partner, you have to be willing to do some uncomfortable things because partnership, if not, it would be a huge shock for you. It's kind of like the person that's like, oh, why can't I just like win a million dollars like, you know, tomorrow? And it's like, well, that mm-hmm. person wouldn't know what to do with that money and they would lose that money right away if they actually didn't go through the process of, of learning, of, of like of being prepared for it. And really what's happening for me, like when I look at you, is that you're being, that God is preparing you um, or whatever it is that you believe in is preparing you for that partnership, but like you don't want to be prepared. You want to just, you know, and don't we all, right? We, we don't, we don't want to do that stuff. Um, but that is going to be the first step for you, just doing a few things. And as you start to do that um, and really be serious about putting some, 
some action into it, I do see you progressing quite quickly. But well, you I have do to go actually... out. I do go mm-hmm. out, but it's a, I do go out. But the thing is, it's about meeting someone you're attracted to, and if they're attracted to you, and if they're available, right? So I may mm-hmm. meet some men, and they may have a girlfriend, or but also I used to live, say, in another state. I'm not really that interested in the social scene in the state I live in. And like um maybe like um and I'm I want a black man. So um I don't know where to go to have available men that I like. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like I know right. um are you in an area that there's not that many black men? Well, I'm sure they are, but they they might not be my type. Like I want, you know what I mean. I'm educated. I want a certain kind of man. I may want a mm-hmm. businessman, or you know what I mean. So I think it, I can go out, but where I'm going out may not be the market I want to get from. <laughs> what I'm saying, right? You know? Right. No, I I totally right. understand. So, I think that. Are you? Yeah. Um, what do you do for work again? Um, right now, well, I'm, I'm working in compliance, and um, I am trying to become a lawyer. So I have okay. some um, some exams to take to finish to finish that up. When you um, started thinking about, uh, you know, becoming an attorney and and kind of like uh, you know even going through this process of going to school and all those things, like there were certain. Um, mm-hmm. You you had this goal, and you were very clear on what you wanted mm-hmm. to do. What steps to take to actually get there? Yeah, like you know, you know, maybe I had to finish these classes, yeah. or I had to, you know, just, just do this application. So same yeah. same thing with um with this guy, like if you know with this this future man, right? If um you know, if you knew one of the steps was like, okay, I, I need to align myself like with what I want. That there's no point in you know unless I'm going to this bar to you know have fun with my friends. Of course, that's always impossible, mm-hmm. but. I think that we, we, you know, love does require, um, it does require focus. You know, it, it does mm-hmm. require the same amount of focus that you kind of, you, this path that you've made yourself to, to get into law school. Um, mm-hmm. It requires the same, the, the, the man requires the same thing. So, okay, well, if it's not in this area, then like you would get online and you would start researching like other options for for how to get into school, the same thing with finding this guy. Like, okay, this it's not happening in this area, or it's not happening, you know, here. So, what are like some other options? Like, what are other, you know, so what you're are other ways? I can take. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. No, I know some people say like it's like a, um, like do it like you're doing a business, but um, I guess you're saying there's other t- steps and there's other avenues and there's other um, right. things. I mean, I am thinking about relocating to another state, and I'm just wondering. I feel like maybe the person is not in New York. Maybe they're where I'm moving to. Um, I let me see at your like location. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about moving to North Carolina. Okay. You know, I feel that it's more of an internal thing. Like, I actually feel that. Um, Seems like you live like in a quite uh, like a bigger area or or access to other things. Um, 
yeah, you're just like not going outside of your circle, you know, like you're not going outside yes, of your, right. your own that's network. Like you're, yes, you know, that's like, very true. Like you're yes, not going to like, even just professional mixers or like things that are outside of your comfort zone. Like, it, cause yes, you know, you kind of feel more, right. you feel more comfortable saying like, I'm the big fish in a small pond, but going yes. and being like, mm-hmm. like that's more comfortable for you, right? So yes, instead yes, of going yes. and being like, well, you know what? I'm just going to step outside of my circle and I'm going to be a small fish in a big pond for a little bit. And that you don't feel super, like you have the you know, the pride of being like the smartest among your group and the most accomplished and the most driven. Mm-hmm. But let's get out of that group. It's it's time to level up and go to um, to another. I actually don't see it needing to be like a, a relocation. Um, mm-hmm. I think you have to open up your, um, I really feel like network, about like network. Opening, yeah, opening the network, opening uh, more creative solutions as to like, and when you, and let's say if you are praying and doing mm-hmm. something like that, it's more like show me other, not like bring me the guy, it's show me other opportunities, creative solutions to find the kind of person I'm looking for. So you're not necessarily like asking like, God, the heavens, the universe, whatever, to do it for you. You're like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it, but please, you know, like at least give yeah. me a sign, like point me in the right direction, um, mm-hmm. and and be a little bit more open to these like creative creative ways to meet um, meet guys. I don't know what's coming. I almost feel like um, there's something about like networking, like just something about um, like business networking that, um, mm-hmm. like just even. Uh, there's more even like meetup.com is kind of like coming up and like where where are these people meeting even if it's for like a business situation like and you know mm-hmm. we use them mm-hmm. as an excuse to like you know but sometimes we also meet rela- like relationships and I'm just seeing like I, I see you actually going to these like happy hours but they're like business related and really going outside of what you typically do um, for you okay. and girlfriend to be I like your try that. Moment, you know I can try yeah, that like, I can try yeah I haven't yeah, like, I haven't been socials in, in since 2013. <laughs> yeah, change everything a little much, a little bit. Yes, and when I do come out, you're absolutely right. I do hang out with the same people in the same crowd at the same market. <laughs> yeah, and you have so, I'd like to add like, something here, if I can. Yeah. Oh, sorry, did you want to finish what you're saying, Nikki? Oh no, I, I just wanted to say that you want to ask yourself why you feel comfortable in that circle and understand that it's doing something for you, right? It actually like gives you the self-esteem of like, I am. No, believe it or not. When, no, believe it or not. When I go there and I don't meet anybody I like, or if I'm meeting somebody, I'm not available. I get sad. I get really like thinking like maybe he's not out there or maybe he's just, I need to get out this town. Mm-hmm. I get this, I need to move away. I get more. I like, I think right. I felt defeated a little bit. Like, Oh, I shouldn't even try. I don't feel good at right. parties. I'm looking for what right. I want. It's like, uh, why did I even come outside? You know what I mean? It's like I right. need to stay in the house. That's kind of how I right. feel afterwards. I don't right. usually like, feel right. confident like, afterwards. Right. Like, totally so hear you on I mean, that. I guess, like, why you feel comfortable, you know, like, just being comfortable in yeah, your Yeah, like, this is scenario. not your yeah. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, you can go to a whole new circle and wear that same outfit again. <laughs> Yeah, so Katie, if I can just add my two cents here, because I think what Nikki shared was terrific, and 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's if you were maybe you had a law practice and you weren't getting mm-hmm. any clients and you kept doing the same marketing over and over again in the same pool of people and nobody was paying your fees. But then you found the right crowd, the right clients, and all of a sudden everybody wants to hire you. So it's really about changing up how you do something. It always changes your results. And um, one of the other things I wanted to add was that when you do want to get set up, let's say you Mm -hmm. were asking for a setup, most of Mm -hmm. the time people will say, you're amazing, I have nobody for you, I wish I knew someone, right? (laughs) That's like the the party line. Mm -hmm. And so one way to look at this, and you mentioned networking, and so it's it's finding the people you know who are connectors, like four or five Mm -hmm. people who know Mm -hmm. a ton of people, and you have coffee or lunch with one or two of them or three of them, and you Mm -hmm. help them think of people outside of their regular circles. So Mm -hmm. let's say you have a friend, and maybe her husband works out at Planet Fitness, and Mm -hmm. you say, hey, does he know anybody there or at the golf course? Or I know you belong to this charity. Do you know any men? And you have to be really clear about what the qualities are of the man that you want. Um, right. And that's one way to expand your circles as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there to really help people think for yeah. you without keeping it in a little box. No, I like that idea too. You know what I'm doing too? I'm starting like a food business, like a chocolate business and cake business, and I'm going mm. to be out at events and trying to get it in, you know, networking and different things like that. So that will get me out as well. <laughs> and make sure you flirt when you're out there. Because otherwise, people are not going to know you're single. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Yeah, well, thank I, you, I Katie. Little... I hope this was helpful. And yes, let us know how it goes. I will. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank Katie. you. Thank you. All right. Well, that was that was great. So that was pretty much the whole show. <laughs> um, so, so let's let's. Um, I think this was actually really great because a lot of people who listen in will see how like thinking that it's your town, because this is so common that people think it yeah. must be the town I live in. Um, yeah. It's almost never the town. <laughs> it's almost never yeah. what you think it is. Yeah. And so this, I have you a, know, it's important. Yeah. I, You know, I always, I always say, like, your baggage will follow you wherever you go. I, I, had this, um, <laughs> I have this client who's also, you know, um, second time around, just, uh, you know, has three boys with divorce and, uh, lives in New York City, and um, she would always tell me, "There's, there's just nobody in the city." And she's a very like well-educated woman. I'm like, you know, that just sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm like, you are a very smart woman, and let's just run the numbers. Like, okay, yes, fine. There's a lot of people that you're not going to be interested in, but New York City, it's a big place, yeah. and people mm-hmm. come in and out of that city all the time. If you, you know, if you told me, you know, you lived in a small town in the middle of, you know, the country, then fine. I, I would maybe listen to you. But um, we, we really have to to look at how, again, how we stop ourselves from accepting love, you know, how we um, really block ourselves from, from accepting the possibility of love. And simply by saying that there's nobody for me in the city, I mean, you are drawing a line. Yes, I agree. I, I will say that in a big city there's so much choice that often people will be more selective and 
it can mm-hmm. be more difficult in that sense because like in a city like LA or New York or Chicago where you have so much choice, there's that paradox of choice, of too much choice. And people right. are just like, oh, I'll get somebody with blonder hair and, you know, <laughs> curlier hair and darker hair, you know, whatever. Right. It's it, it can be. I lived in the city for a while and I felt that way. Um, the over-the-shoulder look, you know, like, oh, you're nice, but, like, what's behind you? <laughs> so That's you can right. get that. Um, right. But, again, you know, if you are a person who – walks around with with confidence about what you want and who you are and you know how to you know really connect romantically it's going to be much easier um Mm -hmm. so as we come to a close as i just want to get a few more things in so i I would love for you to give us an action step to help people get out of their rut to get past some of these blocks what's one thing people can do today to do to get past the, the, the blocks I would challenge people to start listening to how they speak about dating. Um, you know, when they sit down with their girlfriends or with their, you know, if, if their parents, if they're talking to their parents or, you know, whoever their confidants are, their, you know, colleagues, and just really listen to the words that they use when they um, speak about dating. They're going to learn a lot about their internal dialogue and their internal climate, right? And you said something um, when you were talking about your Facebook group, you were like, you know, this is not a place where we're going to like bash men or bash women. And that is, uh, or other women, that is what we do a lot when we are talking about dating, um, you know, in, in the workplace or with our girlfriends. We are, you know, we are basically speaking into existence, uh, you know, what what we want to happen to us without without even noticing it. And if we're constantly having those conversations and we're constantly saying there's nobody for me in the city um, or, you know, like everybody's like um, just out to like, you know, hook up or whatever it may be, um, uh-huh. we, we really have to get a hold of that language. And just by listening to ourselves and being present and like just hearing ourselves, we'll learn so much about what is actually getting in our way. Those are the statements that are getting in our way. Mm, I love that. Uh, it's It's been a game changer in my group where we, we actually delete comments if somebody says, oh, he must be a narcissist, he's a jerk, all men right. are anything. It's just We're just deleting everything. Um, I have seven monitors who are on top of it. It's like, because it's, it's like a cancer. It's Yeah, yes. it's, people don't realize. And they go, oh, you're so controlling. And I go, no, I'm helping you, and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, because right. if you look in most groups for singles, it's just a, it's a bash fest. So and really important. Like we're all swimming in each other's poop. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's get out of the poop. Um, so tell us about your book before we go. I want to make sure we get that in because it just got published, right? Well, I so I published um, Will I Be Alone Forever a few years ago, and I just published um, The Final Swipe. So that just came out um, early October, and it hit the bestsellers list in Amazon. So I was very excited and proud. Um, and that book is actually a formula from, uh, you know, start, you know, just feeling just, you know, frustrated with dating and, and just feeling like at our end to actually getting to this place where we are in very much clear and in that kind of vibrational field of love. So it's, I, I take them through the process of 
the first step is, is um, clearing space. So we talk about other stuff, really finding what's in us, what are our beliefs, what are we, you know, what's the forgiveness that we need to go through, like really just doing that healing of the heart process. Then the second, the second phase is um, getting very clear on how you want to feel in a relationship. And then the third part is the actual dating, like actually taking action because a lot of us get comfortable with, you know, the, the homework and being the student that uh, sometimes we don't actually, you know, it's scary for us to take action. So there, that's the third part. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I've, it's received really great uh, reviews and I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, and it's just a really uh, nice intro into my uh, theory on, on how we get over, over that block. And it's, it's what I did for myself when I myself was hitting walls and not able to find the right person for, for me. Because I was finding people, just not the right people. Mhm. Yeah, it's pretty common that either people don't find anyone or they find the wrong people. So this sounds awesome. Yeah. Tell us the name of the book again. The Final Swipe, Heal Your Heart, Find Your Person, and End the Dating Search for Good. Oh. Heal Your Heart, find, find Your Person, person <laughs> and End the Dating End the Dating what? Search, the Dating Search for Good. For Good. Awesome. All right, that'll all be in the show notes. Um, uh, so tell tell us how we can find you, Nikki. You can find me on Instagram. I'm very active there, and it's just Nikki Novo, which is N I K K I N O V O, and also on my site, um, just NikkiNovo.com. I'm launching the Final Swipe Masterclass. So I'm actually teaching that that formula um, in two weeks in the um, in the beginning of November. So if anybody is interested in that too, it's directly on my on my Instagram or on my website. So I'd love to keep in touch. I do a lot of free guided meditations and I also I have a podcast called The Final Swipe. So always giving out different um ways to get through this journey and, and really make the best of it. Awesome. Well thank you so much for coming on the show today and for doing this beautiful work that you do out in the world. No, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And if you love our show, please rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to our show, Last First Date Radio. And don't forget to join my Facebook group, Your Last First Date. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Bye. Bye.